Hello and welcome to this Brussels to Beijing policy podcast from S&P Global Platz. I'm Siobhan Hall, Platz's expert on European Union energy policy based in Brussels, and I'm joined from London by Paran Europe editor Henry Edwards Evans and from Moscow by Oil News editor Rosemary Griffin. Today we're talking about blockchain, the digital ledger technology developed for cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin that is now attracting major interest for a wide variety of applications, including in the European energy sector. Pilot projects in trading, post-trade reconciliation, electric vehicle charging and logistics are popping up in Europe and Russia, with potentially huge efficiency savings possible. And regulators are starting to look at what the new rules might be needed to ensure system security and consumer protection in this brave new digital world. So Rosemary, how is regulation impacting the take-up of blockchain in Russia? Well, Siobhan, analysts are saying that actually it's the lack of legislation that is the biggest barrier to wide-scale take-up of blockchain in Russia. Energy projects here are considered to be of national importance, which means they have extra security requirements, and blockchain is currently seen as a potential data security risk. That's interesting you say that, Rosemary, because in Europe, blockchain is seen as potentially more trustworthy than existing systems. These smart contracts, for example... They're seen as potentially much more transparent, reliable and generally more efficient than the traditional paper-based business processes and trading systems they're seeking to replace. And it's interesting you say that, Henry, because uh, the European Commission has already identified smart contracts as an area which could benefit from some EU-level harmonisation, for example. Uh, For example, looking at whether they need to be binding across borders and um, compliance with EU data protection rules. So is the Commission planning new European legislation on smart contracts? Well, it's certainly looking into the possibilities, but uh, formal proposals are probably still quite far off. It's just published a fintech action plan, which is focused on the financial sector, but the elements looking at developing common standards for blockchain technology and um, removing requirements to keep paper records, for example, would also be relevant for blockchain projects in the energy sector. So, Rosemary, are you expecting new legislation in Russia in this area? Yes, it actually sounds quite similar. So the finance ministry here is planning a blockchain law which is mainly focused on the financial sector and cryptocurrencies. And then the energy ministry is working on new legislation that covers digitalization of the energy sector, and that will include blockchain. And do you expect any pilot energy trading projects to be set up in Russia itself? No, not for two or three years at least, because the legislation needed to make people feel comfortable doing that is is not in place yet. But we do know that Gazprom Marketing and Trading is taking part in a European pilot project to use blockchain in post-trade back office processes. Yes, uh, that's a project being run by Canada's BTL for wholesale gas trades, isn't it? That also involves um, oil and gas majors, ENI and Total, among others. And all those companies are hoping that blockchain will bring, I guess, significant efficiencies to their back office processes, which actually, you know, several of them have said are stuck in the 1970s, saving them time and money. Yes, I mean, my impression is that regulators are far more relaxed about companies using blockchain to make existing processes more efficient than for anything completely new. Yes, that's what I'm hearing too. Um, So national energy regulators I've talked to are are quite happy about projects to increase efficiency, but there are some more concerns about innovations like um, peer-to-peer trading, 
which could disrupt or, or fragment the, the wider trading market. So, Henry, um, what's the latest on pilot energy trading projects in Europe? Well, yes, um, there have been some, some quite big developments in Europe with this German IT company Ponton testing peer-to-peer trading in wholesale gas and power products on uh, its Enerchain platform. That was in February, um, and several test trades were, were done at eWorld in Germany. Ah, now that's very interesting. And so how many companies are involved in that project? Oh, loads. I mean, almost all the major European gas and power companies have um, have a kind of membership slice of this, and several smaller trading outfits and energy companies too. So over 40 now, and they, they thought it was going to get to 50 over the summer. And that covers much of the market. The larger companies, from my soundings, they're there just to keep tabs on on the technology and looking into blockchain, um, while the smaller companies are really serious about this and they're saying, let's go. We, we want to use this and, and save us some money and, and bureaucratic times, costs. There's still some way to go, mind you. Nobody's stepped up to take ownership of the platform yet, but there is an element of real intent here. It'll be really interesting to see how that project develops and whether a company like Gazprom will end up joining it. And we know that all majors, BP, Shell, and Sato, are working together on a joint blockchain platform to manage physical energy trades from entry to final settlement. And they hope to have that up and running by the end of this year, subject to any regulatory approvals. Yes, and, and they plan for it to be managed as an independent company, don't they, to open it to the whole commodity industry after testing it, which is a kind of shift in, in kind of commercial terms as well. So it sounds like we could see several energy blockchain projects really taking off by the end of this year in Europe anyway. Yes, and there's also an interesting blockchain project going on in Russia run by Gazprom Neft, uh, the oil arm of Gazprom. And they're using blockchain and smart contracts to create more efficient equipment supply chains. So all parts of the process are being sent to a smart contract and updated in real time. Right. And... And could that ultimately reduce oil production costs? Yes, potentially, if it reaches a large enough scale. Uh, when you consider how huge Russia is, you can save a lot of money by making your delivery systems more efficient. Yeah, and we're seeing blockchain being used to bring transparency and, and speed to global oil market processes too. For example, Platts is using a blockchain platform to enable oil terminal operators to send their weekly oil stocks data to the Fujera oil industry zone in the UAE so that it can be published more easily. Um, This zone hosts the Middle East's largest commercial storage capacity for refined oil products, making the data increasingly critical in the region. Right. And there are obviously lots of other interesting blockchain applications as well, for example, in managing power grids and electric vehicles. But unfortunately, that's all we have time for today. So thank you very much, Henry and Rosemary, for all your insights. We'll continue to follow all these developments closely here at S&P Global Platts. Thank you for listening and join us again for more Platts Perspectives on Policy. 